Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We want to welcome you to the latest episode of the Diversity and Fellowship podcast because today is Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. It is upon us. If you did not know, you're already late. That's right. And might be in trouble. Husbands, if this is the first time that you've realized it's Valentine's Day, uh, we hope you're listening in the morning. Oh, hope, hey. Right? You've got a few hours. You can maybe pull something together, yes. get get it, you know, get some reservations, send some flowers. You ever been to Walmart like on the morning of uh, like Valentine's Day, Mother's yes. Day, or anything yes. in the card aisle? It's all man, men. All men. All just the men are in there. staring yes. at the cards. <laughs> <laughs> And looking hopeless and, yes. and shameful at the shameful. same time. It's like the it's like the purchase of shame. Or, yes, right? you know, oh, I waited too long. That's a great. Yes. yes. So Valentine's mm. Day, many of us we are going to be celebrating love with our significant others. So today we wanted to discuss diversity and marriage. So, brother mm. William, why is this a diversity issue? Well, I mean, when when you talk about, you know, when you're talking about marriage, there's there's actually several different levels, you know, several different kind of areas uh, different uh, regarding marriage. So you have um, ethnicity uh, yes. is in there, age groups, um, right. you know, younger people getting married versus older people getting married. Uh, you always have, obviously, gender is an issue, right? Right. Um, and so... So, I mean, things like, um, I mean, with age, like millennials are less likely to get married than boomers. Right. So that's kind of a generational issue. Um, and that's, there's diversity there. Obviously, there's diversity in those those age groups. And it obviously raises the question, well, why is one group getting married? Why is one group not getting married? So, I mean, that's an issue. Uh, as far as the gender, I mean, men are less likely to get married than women. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's maybe changing some, uh, but there was definitely kind of a time when, you know, commitment, all men were scared of commitment, and so they never got married and never wanted to get married and were constantly putting that off. And um, and so, I mean, I think I think that's a, I mean, that's an issue of, of why is that? Why are men more scared of that? Why are women not scared of that? You know, th- those types of things. Um, and we would say even ethnicity, right? And right. in, in our conversations, you know, just, just talking uh, with you, I mean, you would say black people are less likely to get married than any other ethnic group. That's right. Uh, Census Bureau did, uh, you know, well, Census Bureau correct, collects all this data. Right. And there's actually an article that was written, I think, within the last year that shows this huge disparity between um, black people whether right. it's black men or black women versus their counterparts of other ethnicities. I think right. I'll put a, I'll put a link to that in the um, podcast yeah. notes just to, but yeah, the, the difference is striking when it yeah. comes to black people versus other ethnic groups in our country. So that brings up the question then, Kenny, why, why are people, we'll just make it general. Why are people less likely to get married today? I'd say one reason is, um, Think, look at look at our society today. There's a, a much more focus on individualism versus right. community, or versus even mm-hmm. thinking about other people. Right. Um, almost a uh, self-centeredness, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. Right. And so when when you have a, a focus on 
yourself and bettering yourself and um, shooting, reaching for the stars and right, right. you can be anything and all those different things, you're going to be less likely to, to want to give that independence, that self-centeredness up. Right. Um, so you're not going to marry. You're not right. going to get married to another individual where right. you have to start being concerned about their needs and being right. concerned about um, their desires and mm-hmm. whatnot. You want you want to keep that focus on you. It's hard to make that transition from uh, that focus on yourself to focusing right. on another person. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a hard transition even when you do get married. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, even it, as a... It's a challenge. Right. right. As, yeah. a young, as a young person, as a... You know, right. you're like, uh, I never had to worry about this or yes. how to fold the towels or... <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Any I'll number of things. do whatever I want. Yeah. I can do whatever mm. I want. Do whatever mm. I want to. But now yes. I have to consider other people's feelings and Mm, it doesn't sound very good yeah that's challenging yeah but i think there's more emphasis on that nowadays versus right what it used to be yeah what else would you say brother well i think you know um i think there's a there's just kind of this bad perception of marriage due to divorce yes i mean you and i grew up i mean i just remember being a kid and most of my friends parents were divorced right and just kind of watching that, and and some of them were, you know, some of them were mm, amicable divorces, maybe is the right term. Good, you, know, you want to say good divorces, but I mean their parents got along or whatever. But I mean, I had some friends that they didn't, you know, and yeah. it, it was weird. I mean, it was just hard. It was hard watching them, and you know, I mean, we were we were guys, so it's not like we talked about our feelings a whole lot. But I mean, just watching those guys kind of deal with that and get t- pulled and tugged around at the holidays and you know, trying to figure stuff out. And I mean, even just the idea of like, do I love my mom? Do I love my dad? Do I, right. I mean, like, like those types of things, I think, uh, at least for myself and, and probably others in our generation, you just kind of like, is marriage worth it? You know, right. like, I don't want to run this risk of making my kids go through all this or, you know, all that kind of thing. And so I, I think, I think that has definitely played, um, Played into it in our generation, you know, absolutely, um, and, and and probably the younger generation as well. I mean, because that divorce rates have continued to be high, and so um, I definitely think kind of the failure of marriage has played into, uh, hey, maybe we don't even need this. You yeah, know? maybe this is no longer no longer needed. And I know? think that's why even people are getting married at older ages, also mm-hmm. because they're they're more focused on. Let me make sure that this is the right fit. Yeah. Before mm-hmm. I actually commit to something. Because I don't want right. it to end like my parents did or my right. grandparents did. I, I want to make sure that this is the right person mm-hmm. that I'm getting married to. So I'm gonna wait. Mm-hmm. And so even that the the age at which people are getting married today is much older than it was right. fifty years ago. Right. <clears throat> and I would say, I mean, there's even a cultural element to it. I mean like there was obviously a time. I mean, I, you know, if you've read read novels or seen books or studied history, you know, I mean, there was a time when marriage was just almost a cultural absolute oh, necessity. Yeah. Like everybody got married, you know, yeah. and so. But it that that notion was really I felt like in you know probably even probably going in the seventies with the sexual revolution. I mean, that notion was really being pushed against. Right. Like, we don't really need this. We don't. You yeah. Know? And. 
And so then that kind of led to the 80s, our generation, where, you know, parents are like, hey, if you're not happy in your marriage, you know, you just get a divorce. And that's, you know, the we, we need to be happy. We need to be happy. It's all about being happy. And so you kind of had that, you know. Yeah. And, it, and and now it's just almost like as an institution to some degree, people have just said, eh, we don't need it. Yeah. And we just don't we don't need it. it it's not necessarily helpful. And um, and so it feels like people are kind of walking away from it. What else? What else would you add as maybe another reasons or other reasons for this? Yeah, I believe financial security, financial insecurity, whichever way you want to look at yes. it, also mm-hmm. keeps people from getting married or getting married at an older age. So right. you have young people who, who want to get through college, get their education done, get mm-hmm. secure in their career, um, get some of that student loan paid out from going right. to college before they enter yeah. into a marriage. They don't want to burden um, a spouse mm-hmm. with those issues. So they want to make sure that they got those things settled out, you know, set straight before mm-hmm. they get into a marriage and they want the other person to, <laughs> to have their stuff gotten straight before right. they get into uh, a marriage. But then you also have on the other spectrum. And I know mm-hmm. um, several people like this is that there are, there are older people, seniors who avoid marriage or even divorce because marriage affects their government benefits some like right. like social, yeah. social security and medicare mm-hmm. and things of that nature are are affected by whether you are, you're almost penalized for being right. married mm-hmm. i know a few couples who have um, experienced that so they will get a divorce so that their government benefits aren't being messed with mm. and, and so we got to figure out you know <laughs> a way to avoid that to, right. to avoid older people being penalized for being married uh, when it comes to those issues. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is a kind of a last reason? There's well, many, yeah. probably many more, but what, what I is mean, the I last think, reason? I, you know, again, I mean, what we were talking about earlier, I mean, just trying to just, just believing that there are better options. Yeah. And again, that's become culturally, it's culturally okay now. You got all these uh, dating websites. Yeah, like you nor- normally, you know, fifty years ago, you you got married to somebody who was in your town, right, mm-hmm. or close to your town. Right now, you can Date you have online. access to people mm-hmm. online through, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I mean, like people have long, like long term relationships with people with online people. Oh man. Which is crazy to me. <laughs> it's crazy. But I mean, there's some it, horror stories about that yes, too. Absolutely. But, yes. Yeah. There, there is some. But I mean, that's like that's that's a that's that's an alternative to marriage, right? Yeah. I'm just going to do that. And I think what's weird is like um, a lot of times in our culture, you have dating. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes that's not even exclusive. Like I might be dating three or four different. You know, I go without go out with somebody on Thursday night, go out with somebody else on a Friday right. night. Like, and that's not even a big. Di- it's not like I'm hiding that. No, I'm just you know dating around. Yeah, a lot of us are doing it. Right, yeah. and then and then it comes to okay, now we're living together. Yeah, and living together is kind of taking the place of what in the past was we're married. Yes. Now it's like no, we're just. We're living together. Just want to see if we fit. We're committed in that regard. We've right. taken all of our stuff and moved it into one apartment or one with somebody's house or whatever. And you know, if things go bad, if things go south, then we'll just move out. Mm-hmm. And we'll do something else, you know. Or, or if it goes in the other direction, we get pregnant or we have a kid, you know, then we'll we'll solidify things, you know. But um, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, not necessarily solidify things by getting married. Right. There's no reason for to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I really think that there is, there's just kind of, we're, we're in this place where, um, 
yeah, other other alternatives are not only like there, not only available, but they're normal. Yeah, and they're um, they're accepted. Yes, um, by society at large. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't get about get away with that. There was some sort of stigma to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, fifty years ago, or but now those things are more acceptable because more people are doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. So brother, what, what should the church do about this? How should we as the body of Christ think about this? Well, I mean, you know, and, and, and one, I mean, obviously we want to encourage marriage to those who are avoiding commitment. Yes. I mean, we have to teach, um, young folks, the value of commitment. Amen. And it's not easy. Let me say that as a parent to a 14-year-old, right? <laughs> um, I mean, it, there's a real challenge to uh, teaching commitment. Um, In I mean, every area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, it's just hard. Yes. You know, I mean, like, I, Isaiah is not, I mean, Isaiah loves sports and will play sports. and But, like, if I'm like, okay, Isaiah, here, here's a routine that you can do every day this summer Yes. that will make you a better, you know, better basketball player or whatever. Like, it. That's a challenge, you know. I right. have to, I have to really stay on him and work on that. I mean, I think any parent would say, "Yeah, I've experienced that," you know. Yes. And, um, and so, um, I, I think that's something that the church does have to have to teach on. Yes, we have to hold that out and say that's that's part of being a Christian. That's part of being a godly man is making commitments. Right. And some of that will will fight against um, kind of that whole individualism. Yeah. You know, like. Like we are here to give, we are to give ourselves away. I mean, right. we, we are to, and that's what that's what Jesus did for us. He gave, he lived for us. He didn't live for himself. He lived for for us, you know. And so we need to live lives like that. Right. We need to be willing to make those sacrifices. We need to be willing to serve others. We need to be willing to um, to give ourselves away. And I I think when you teach that faithfully, um, when a young man you know falls in love with a young woman, falls in love. It's terrible language. It's Valentine's Day, yeah. right? Um, but <laughs> But 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 there's more of a hey, committing my life to her is not this weird idea, right? Because it's normal within Christianity. Like it's norm, it's normal for me to commit my life, uh, yeah, to serving somebody else, to loving somebody else. And so, I, I think that's something we've we've got to work on. Is is that um, what else? What else would you say there? Yeah, I would encourage um, people to stop delaying marriage for financial reasons or any other reason that we tend to come up with to delay marriage. Yes. The the Bible tells us that marriage is good. That's right. It's a, it's a gift from the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, God said it was not good for the man to be alone. This is Genesis two, like Mm -hmm. second chapter of the Bible. God (laughs) institutes marriage because he realizes that, uh, it's not good for the man to be alone. The right. only thing that he said is not good about his creation before the fall was the fact that the man was alone. Yeah, that's and right. So marriage is a good thing. Mm. And and to say that, well, I want to make sure that everything is lined up before I get married is is delaying a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're missing out yeah. on something good. And I get the you know, I get the tendency that you don't want your your situation to be all jacked up before you. Right. Um, you don't want another put that burden on another person. But if you think about it to the point where, OK, I'm young, uh, we can go through these things together. Mm-hmm. I have someone to support me yeah. through these things versus I'm just dumping a burden on yeah. that person. Then 
um, you can start seeing the benefit more than you're you're seeing the burden. Yeah. And, and so just don't don't delay it. <laughs> actually, right. don't delay it to the point where you actually pick up these things that might be a burden. Right. Um, by yourself, and and you're doing you're going through life with a with a partner hmm. who you can share the the ups and downs with. Yeah. I think something I would add to that. I I really support that because I yeah. I just remember being you know, always encouraged, you know, to wait, to wait, to wait, to wait, right. make sure she's the one, make sure she's the one, make sure she's the one. And, and I get that, you know, or even like, yeah, you know, uh, build up your financial portfolio, which, you know, I'm going into the ministry, like there was no hope for that. Yes. So uh, like, but, but I just, I, I, at some point I realized I was like, I'm not sure that this is wise, right? You know, that, that that's the right thing to do. And I know again, yes, it, you're trying to say, don't get into a bad marriage. That's right. What, right. You don't want to get into a bad, there's all kinds of bad marriages out there. Don't get into a bad marriage. But maybe the reason why that's the case is because we don't, we don't do a lot of good work in our marriages. That's right. And so we get into these marriages and they start going, they, they start going sideways because every marriage goes sideways at some point. Right. Right. It's always hard. It's always difficult. What we need to be teaching us. Okay. You know, if you get married young, you're going to have to work through things. Yeah. Hey, guess what? If you get married old, you're going to have to work through things. <laughs> it's the same, right? same like, thing, that's right? That's just part of it, you know. Yes. And so, I mean, you could say, well, they're more mature, and and that's true. Mm. I mean, but but still, I I think there is something about maturing together, learning to love together, learning learning those things within marriage, versus you know delaying all those. I think something else I would add to here that um, is important. I don't I don't know if we emphasize enough. Um, you know, the Bible's teaching on unequally yoked. Yeah. Because I, I see a lot of people who, you know, I, I mean, I remember, you know, being desperate for a spouse. Right. You know, desperate just to date somebody. <laughs> and that desperation puts you in a very vulnerable position. Yes. Because you might date somebody who, if you're just really honest, is probably not following the Lord like they should. Right. You know, and you, yeah. are they a Christian? Of course, they go to church and mm-hmm. they, you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they really, you know, and then what happens is, is they, they kind of date this person and then, you know, they delay marriage because they're, you know, they're being sure, but they're dating this person for a while, dating this person for a while. And then they get old and they realize, okay, well, I'm, I've been with this person for three or four years. I guess I just need to go ahead and get married. Right. And they get married and it's a bad, it's a bad marriage it. because it's unequally, yeah. unequally yoked. And so. I mean, this is a hard one, but like you, if you're a Christian, I don't know how many young Christians are listening to our podcast. But <laughs> passes on to the young Christians. Right. If you're you know. if you're a parent or you know something, like you need to really urge them to only date people that they would marry. Yes. Only date people who are Christians, who right? Are strong, committed Christians, which means they have to be strong, committed Christians, right? Yeah. Once they do that, then they then they date a strong, committed Christian. Then you can say you don't have to delay. You don't have to put it off to your right. thirty or twenty-five or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. If you find one, uh, you know somebody, then you can be committed. So, again, I, I think the what we're trying to do is avoid these bad marriages, right? But I just don't think the answer is therefore delay it. And and you know to jump off that, we we assume in saying delay that someone will stay in the same condition or say have the same mindset about marriage when that time comes that we, we have set for them that they should get married. We talk about this with the gospel. Like you, if you keep hearing the gospel and you keep rejecting it, you're not going to stay the same. You're going to harden your heart towards it. Yeah. 
Same thing with marriage. If you are delaying marriage and you're just going around dating people, it's not mm. you're not going to have that same positive, you know, attitude yeah. towards marriage. Yeah, that's good. When you when you do hit thirty, right? Then you would have if you were eighteen. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna. It's not going to stay the same. You're you're rejecting a good thing, mm. um, for the sake of some, uh, um, supposed benefit. Yeah, you're rejecting it. And your idea, the idea at 30 that you are going to be ready for marriage mm. is not guaranteed. At right. 30, you'll probably be more um, unlikely to want to get married because mm-hmm. you've experienced these 12 years of individualism yeah. and self-centeredness. Mm. And it's hard and, to give that up. Right. Mm-hmm. Hard to give it up. Yeah. So, yeah, don't delay. Don't delay. Yeah. Um, what else would you say brother, and besides that kinda, one? And kind of in the same vein is that when you find that person that you, you're equally yoked with and, mm-hmm. and you want to spend the rest of your life with, don't do long engagements. Yes. You're, you're setting yourself up for temptation, for man. temptation and yes. failure. First Corinthians 7, 9 says it's better to marry than to burn with mm. passion. Yeah. Um, you you're just setting yourself up for mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. some sort of sexual sin, yeah. And so it's better just to go ahead and and get married That's than right. to go with, go through a ex- drawn out engagement where yep. I don't know what you're doing, trying to plan a wedding. Well, I or think what, it, yeah, you're trying <laughs> to plan the yeah. wedding. You're trying to yeah. finish school. You're trying to get financial stuff in order. You're trying to, and I just want to say, not, just don't. Don't you know you can plan a good wedding in two or three months, right? You know? And so, uh, yeah. There, again, it's that traditional wisdom of well, you know, you just want to make sure and make sure you got plenty of time, make sure you're ready, you know, all those right. things. And it's like we just have to be very careful that we're not setting us our, setting ourselves up to just be tempted, you know, to, right. to fall into sin. And so, um, I think that's uh, good. I I think another one is um, we really need to hold up the beauty of sex and marriage. Amen. The church has struggled with this. I mean, we're really good at talking about, you know, saying to our youth, "Don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex." And 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 obviously, the Bible commands that, and so we need to we need to teach that as well. Uh, all sex outside of marriage right. is sin. I mean, we need to we yeah. need to teach that. But we also need to say that sex in marriage is beautiful. Amen. And it's it's worth waiting for. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I remember one of my youth pastors um, when I was probably seventh eighth grade. He had just gotten married, and he he spent one Wednesday night just talking about that. Just he wasn't he wasn't graphic or anything like that, but he was just talking about the beauty and the joy of sex in marriage. And Amen. I mean, that stuck with me, and and that just became the thing. Is like I want to pursue that. Yes, I don't want to settle for some one night stand or whatever it is that guys and girls are doing in high school. I was yeah. like, I I want to wait, you know, yeah. and. I think what made me want to wait, yes, because the Lord forbid marriage, you know, right. forbid sex outside of marriage. That that was part of it, but another big part of it was, you know, just that conversation, you know, with him and thinking, I want this beautiful version. Like God has you know? something better for me on the other end. Yeah. I can give up this here because He yeah, has right. something better for me. Like, like God is not being a killjoy by saying, absolutely, yeah, I'm going. I don't want you to do this. <laughs> He's saying, I don't want you to do this because. I have something better for you. Amen. And if we can see that, then right. we're yeah. we're less likely to um give something up for that. Yeah. I think that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I think another thing, especially when it comes to um people 
who don't want to get married because they're afraid of divorce is that we have to set better examples of joy in marriage Amen. and we have to fight for mm-hmm. that joy. Uh, I think what, what deters a, a lot of young people is that they have um, seen examples of just bad marriages are just mm, yeah. um, people who tolerate one another. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And nobody wants to be in a marriage where that is the case. Yeah. And if that's the example of marriage that I see, I'm, I'm going to run from that. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's right. Like you mean you just, you just together for the sake of being together. Yep. I mean, there is something about keeping your commitment, but then <laughs> there's yes. also something about, okay, um, yeah. you all, um, need to fight for joy. That's right. Like you need to, you need to, um, not focus so much on the the struggles that you're going through and, and fight for joy in your marriage. I think this is a particular struggle in the church. Amen. You know, and, and because, I mean, the ch- we, church, we've been taught, right? The Lord hates divorce. And so, you know, we're, we kind of go into our marriages thinking that's not an option for us. Right. You know? And, and so we're not going to do that. We're not going to commit, we're not going to have divorce. And so it's almost like, and that's enough. Yes. As long as I never have a divorce, I'm fine. Right. I'm pleasing to the Lord. And so men don't really love their wives sacrificially because they don't have to do that. They're just avoiding divorce. Yes. You know, women don't have to worry about submitting or respecting their husbands because they're just avoiding divorce. And before long, they just kind of become roommates and then they have kids and they're just kind of dealing, you know, they just kind of learn to kind of live their lives. Right. You know, and it's like... Man, when we go back to the, I mean, the thing that that, that always just kind of um, makes me rethink that is Ephesians five, right? Amen. The, the the marriage, the Christian marriage, is supposed to represent the relationship between Christ and the church. Amen. And so, is the relationship between Christ and the church a tolerance of one another? No. Or no. just a, you know, just a, hey, we're here, we're in this together, yeah. so let's just, you know, let's just kind of stick it out. No, right? Amen. It's a joyous relationship. Right. Christ has redeemed us. He's loved us. He's given his life for us. I will gladly follow him. I will gladly obey him. And Jesus gladly loves us, right? Amen. Rejoices, Amen. sings over us. Right. That's the picture that we should be trying to give in marriage. Yes. And let's just be abundantly clear. That ain't just going to happen. Right. You know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can listen to all the songs and watch all the sappy movies and whatever, but it takes work, right? Yes. It takes hard, dedicated, uh, sometimes um, embarrassing, sometimes <laughs> admitting your struggles, admitting your selfishness. I mean, if you want to find out just how selfish right. you are, get married, right? Because you will find out <laughs> real quick. You will find out real fast. But I, I, I think the church, you know, we got to work on this. And and we almost treat it too like like we do sex. It's like we don't ever talk about it if marriages are bad. Nope. We don't talk about that. Mm-mm. You know, and don't go to the pastor and get counseling because that's weird. You know, right? Only people who are about to get a divorce do that. You know, and it's like I just man, why why don't we just start from the very beginning and say let's get counseling so we can fight for joy? Yes. Not just let's get counseling so we don't get divorced. You know, yeah. like let let's actually figure out. How we can work, to, and that's going to be different in every marriage, right? Because people are different. Yeah. And so, um, man, Kenny, I just think that's so critical. And I think if if the church can do that, if the church could figure out a way to capture the beauty of marriage, the the beauty of sex and marriage, and and man, put that on display for the next generation, I I do think some of the at least some of the difficulties that we're talking about that keeps keeps people apart. Yeah. 
would would be eliminated. And I think how you just described it, it I know I hear people say that marriage is just a piece of paper. Like, no, there there is that Ephesians five picture of marriage. Right. That's the that's the difference there. Mm. It's not just a piece of paper. You you can't replicate you can't duplicate that, replicate that right. by just living with someone yeah. and saying you're committed to it. No, it, it right. takes that that marriage, that that self sacrificing mm. Um, you know, sacrificing for someone else as Christ did for the church and yeah. submitting to uh, the Lord as the church is supposed to do to Jesus. Right. It takes marriage to to have that. And so yeah, that's, that's right. the difference there. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, let's uh, uh, ask our crazy question for the day. So today is Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. uh, we thought we'd give this a shot. Uh, Kenny, the crazy question for today is if you could change anything about Valentine's day, what would you change? Um, so I'm going to get rid of it. Just come. I'm actually going to make a package deal. I'm going to take Valentine's day and Columbus day. (laughs) (laughs) You knew it. You should have known it was coming. I'm going to take those two days and just Get rid of them. It's yes. just you're like a killjoy when it comes <laughs> right. holidays. to holidays. <laughs> just, you're like the killjoy of holidays. Guy. Let's I just get rid of all of them. Not we the started one. them for wrong reasons. Yes, They're not helpful. <laughs> right. Just yes. and it always turns into something, some some mutant form of love or yes. whatever we're trying to celebrate. We always right. take it and and commercialize it and just make it into something that it shouldn't be. So just get rid yes. of it. You know. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. I think that's good, right? Um, I think I think what I would change is um, I would change the whole approach to the um, greeting card, greeting card, gift card yes. industry. Amen. Because they are terrible. Yes. Terrible. That's why the men be standing there. Well, and the pressure, the pressure to <laughs> yes. buy one is right. terrible. And they're super expensive, man. <laughs> they're like five bucks yeah. or seven. Now they got them that like play songs. Yeah. That's terrible. Uh, that was not a good move. Yeah. So yes. we just need better, just better cards. Better writing. You know, have like one line on the inside. Or yes quote a scripture or something, you know, I mean, something, I, I just feel like the whole card industry, and I would be okay if we just cancel that out. Yes. Just all of cards. We're not giving cards. We're not going to do that anymore. You got to write a letter If or you something. love somebody, get a blank piece of paper, write something down on there. Yes. You know, send them a text with a, with a gift that you think communicates your love for them. That's a bad idea too, but uh, yeah, I don't want to. The card industry is ridiculous. So that would be my uh, um, that would be my suggested change. <laughs> oh man, hopefully uh, it's been helpful for you uh, today as we've talked about this. We do, we do hope that you have a good, happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Even though Kenny wants it to be canceled, do it right anyway. Uh, but thanks for uh, joining us this week, and we'll catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.